Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are talking about the trailers for West Side Story and Spiral, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier ending, and our movie of the week, Mortal Kombat. Alright, Javi, you set of trailers. West Side Story. Talk to me. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I've never watched the you know, the nineteen fifty something version of this musical. So I don't really have nothing to compare it to. But for me it's another musical. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't have a lot a lot of musicals to compare anything to because I don't really watch them. I bet there is two musicals that you love that's in your stream of good movies that you really like i'm sure there is i just it just doesn't trigger as a musical hear me out here hear me out go ahead let me hear it. the lion king aladdin okay you're right i did watch aladdin and i did watch the lion king i didn't watch the new one i watched the original animated one and they're seen the new one and they're both dope musicals i guess an animated musical or cartoon musical i feel a little different than like i guess a, a live story musical Live action musical. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, even like Aladdin, I watched I watched the Will Smith Aladdin when it just came out. Dope. And I don't know, I guess maybe the the magic, the the still animated part of it makes you think a little different. At least for me it does. Kind of takes you out of the world that we live in and puts you into somewhere else. Agrabah. It's just not bunch of people just dancing in the street, I guess. I don't know. No, I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm just saying it's not like something I'm like, let me watch these and that's part of my my deal. I got you. I got you. Well, I was forced at gunpoint um, from my mother. I'm joking. Um, but she yeah, made me sit down and watch. Um... You, you're really trying to get an ass with her. <laughs> what I don't know things? if she listens. I don't know if she listens or not. But if she listens to all these, like, <laughs> one after another for, like, a week, she's just going to come whoop your ass one Saturday morning. Hey, man. Hey, man. I probably, I'm 34. I probably need an ass whooping, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna go get me too just for being here with you. She has no clue where you live, but she will find out. Okay, <laughs> she's like Liam Neeson and Taken. She will find out. She go find out. <laughs> no, but I, I like I like this man. This is uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, and this is gonna tell a really dope story. You know, it's it's like a it's like a fifties Romeo and Juliet. Right. Well, I mean, I know the story, but yeah. I've never really watched the movie. Gotcha. You know, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Like you said for the forbidden love street gang rivalry. I know the story of it. But... Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, it was a quick trailer. It didn't give us much except for the fact that we know that it is Steven Spielberg. And let's be honest, the man always delivers. So that's true. So it's going to be good there. Okay. Spiral. Chris Rock. How many of these Saw movies have you seen? Mm, I saw the first three. It's been like five, right? 
there's been like 17 17 of them i'm ex- I, I exaggerate numbers <laughs> i think it's like five or so so i saw a couple of them i don't really remember like the order and all that stuff these are some messed up movies very much so this one doesn't look too much different you know i say the same thing as i did to the other ones you know f that pig mask yeah. i don't like that yep the pig puppet it's in the trailer not a fan don't want none of that <laughs> Not a fan. So there's actually been been nine movies. Gotcha. Really? Um, yeah, a lot. Like I said, like seven, really? right? Yeah. You know, it's always from the standpoint, at least the three that I watched, because I didn't watch the other six, but the ones mm-hmm. I watched was from the standpoint of the victims kind of in the traps and everything. But I think this is going to be the standpoint of Chris Rock as that detective and kind of diving into... You know, it's the book of Saw. This the 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 jigsaw guy is dead, so they're trying to figure mm-hmm. out now who is this copycat killer or who is this copycat guy doing all this. I don't really know. More on the kind of like he's going through all these traps alive. He's not like a victim here, a victim there. It's like him just going through a bunch of stuff, like a maze kind of. That's what it seems like, man. You know, and you take the title Spiral, that kind of explains it perfectly, is what you just said. So they might have you write Spiral too. Who knows, man. Um, if you're available, ready to cash some checks. I mean, I might be able to make some time. (laughs) Things are getting pretty busy over here at the pod. So very busy with all of our guests. (laughs) Um, and if you guys want to be a guest, uh, please let us know. Uh, but no, it's, it looks like an interesting and what really caught my attention was the fact that, uh, Chris Rock is, uh, producing this and starring in it so kind of excited about that we got mr jackson in this one as well yeah oh yeah you know he he always a fun lineup. delivers mm-hmm. cool man um let's move over to man falcon and the winter soldier Ooh. sam finally embracing the title and the shield and what it means to be Captain America and not just any Captain America, uh, a black flying Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also call him black Falcon in here too. Yeah. The guy, like he says, taking up this mantle that he didn't want at the, at the beginning. So in these few episodes, he went through a lot of stuff to get to that point. Yeah. You know, it was only six episodes, but they were really tight. It was a lot of information. Mm-hmm. A lot of character development. I really like the ending where, spoilers ahead, guys, if you haven't already seen it, Sam and Bucky yeah. just kind of smiling, looking at the water. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that's how you end their story arc right there, man. That was just perfect. There's some good memes on this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one I saw was like a, a Bucky character development showed him like when he was young, when he was a winter soldier. <laughs> Right before, uh, or when he was White Wolf fighting in Wakanda. Yeah. And then when he's holding the birthday cake, or the cake and wearing the sunglasses. <laughs> They're like, that's what you call a story arc. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they were able um, to, uh, they were able to do that quite well, man. He is, he's had an arc as long as uh, Captain America's has. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as Robert Downey Jr.'s has, you know, he's been in the MCU since 2011. So, yeah, glad glad he's got his comeuppance. But that new suit, though, for uh, Sam. Bro. Dope. Like, straight out of the comic books. But, like, you know, the mm-hmm. MCU, they always try to change it up a little bit and do their kind of own take on it and not take directly from the comic books. That is yeah. literally plucked out of the comic books. And he looks fire in that thing when he was uh got that full wingspan yeah <laughs> I, we we kind of spoke about that uh kind of that uh captain america with uh millionaire moment yeah. we're just like badass bad ass i just 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 the one thing I, I i say about it is like i just hope he doesn't get shot in the head because he's screwed you know what i mean if that <laughs> if i'm <laughs> he, needs, he needs some kind of head protection i don't think he's too worried about it i mean he protected himself from a helicopter that almost landed on top of him very true very true i mean <laughs> yeah i was like what just happened <laughs> did he just deflect a, a helicopter yes right. yes he did yes he did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this episode was really good. And I, well, they were all good. You know, me and you already talked about it. They exactly, they all were good. And this is one of those series that I'm definitely going to revisit 
one Saturday or Sunday afternoon when I have absolutely nothing to do, which is never, and just watch all six back to back to back. I haven't been able to do something like that since my early 20s, but damn it, I'm going to try it. That's what they say about like uh, WandaVision as well. Once you kind of know the ending, you watch it again and you're watching something totally different because you see different things. Exactly, from a different perspective. Something I want to do for WandaVision. Uh, Go back and watch it again. So how far, how long do we have until uh, the next Marvel show, Loki? Loki, let me look real quick. Really looking forward to that one and see that kind of ties in with everything. It's going to be fire. We are looking at June 11th. I think I can do that. I think I can wait that long. Yeah, June 11th is what uh, old Google says. That That's fine. The theaters open back up for us uh, in our area on the 7th of May. So we're recording this uh, on the 26th of April. So here soon. Mm-hmm. And then we can spend our time finally back in the theater. Regal Cinema, here we come. That seems like a lot of pants wearing. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Awesome, brother. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into our movie of the week, Mortal Kombat. This movie came out this year, 2021, just dropped last Friday, and it's already doing work everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about this movie right now. Uh, this movie's directed by Simon McQuaid, written by Greg Russo, Dave Callaham, and Oren Uziel. This one had a budget of $55 million, and so far the box office is calling $51.1 million. We got a pretty long cast on this one. I mean, all these champions and, and things throughout this one, so I'm going to run through them really fast. <laughs> we got Louis Tan as Cole Young, Jessica McName as Sonya Blade, Josh Lawson as Kano. Uh, I'm going to try this one. Uh, Tata Nabo at Asano as Lord Raiden. Jason McKinley Brooks as Jax, Lindy Lin as Liu Kang, Chin Han as Shang Tsung, Joe Taslam as Sub-Zero, Hiroyoki Sonata as Hanzo Hasashi, Max Huang as Kung Lao, Sissy Stringer as Melina, Matilda Kimber as Emily, and Laura Bent as Allison. Now that's champions, family, everybody. The whole shebang of bang. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> awesome. Awesome there. Javi, go ahead and give us a uh, little synopsis of this movie. Yes, this is a story of a bad guy from Outworld uh, breaking the rules, trying to win a tournament to take over the Earth Realm, but not on Lord Raiden's watch. He assembles his champions and protects the realm and. You know, they succeed. Raiden said, not on my watch. Not not here, buddy. <laughs> not today. <laughs> awesome. Let's go ahead and jump right into it here. So I do want to start with the first thing that we see, and that's that WB logo, that Warner Brothers logo, and it's turning into ice, and then the dope New Line logo. Very cool. I love when studios try to, you know, add those intro lo- logos into the movie. It's very fun. Yeah. It kind of just gets you more hype for the movie. But then oh, yeah. my favorite, did you see that uh, Atomic Monster opening? Yes. I've never even heard of this studio, but that <laughs> was the best one, though. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> so we open up the movie, uh, first scene. We get introduced to Hanzo Hasashi, his family, his wife, his two kids. And the Shirai Ryu clan. He goes to get some water. Starts getting cold in the house where his kids and his wife are. And the Lin Kui assassins attack. Is that how you, how you pronounce that? I think he said f- for the Lin Kuei. Lin Kuei. Yeah, that sounds a lot better. So they attack. At this point, the older kid hides the baby. There's a little hideaway hole in the shack. Starts getting real cold, and then we see Bai Han, um, which we'll know later on as Sub-Zero. Which we'll find out literally in a few moments, yeah. <laughs> so he's looking for Hanzo. Is, uh, has to take some time. He talks to the family. Not in a good way. Uh, Hanzo hears some yells, and he runs up. He sees some dead guards, and he finds his wife and his oldest son frozen. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did not. He did not let it go. 
<laughs> Yo, man, but let's talk about this opening fight. First, he mm-hmm. takes out all of the Lin Kuei tribe like they were like they were nothing. Yeah, this is first gore of the movie. Oh, as man, well. man, like there's going to be a bunch of gore in this movie. Solid opener for the gore. Oh, man, it was it was, <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. And you know what? Uh, HBO Max was like, here, watch the first seven minutes of this movie. I said, nope, I'm not going to do it. I did not either. I was, I was just going to be gonna pissed off. I'm going to be like, I want it all right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, this is a very solid opener. A lot of great martial artists, a lot of good stunt work. And Hanzo is just doing work and kills yeah. everybody. Starts off with a sword. Then he goes uh, to the dagger and the rope. Man, that's fun. Which, which is a good call. You know, to his uh, original weapon from the games. Definitely. And then we have the fight between Hanzo and Bihan. Another great opening fight between these two, right? Like like Scorpion and Sub-Zero before there's Scorpion and Sub-Zero, right? Yeah, and that's the thing about a lot of these fights is you can't really explain them. You have to watch it. Yeah. I mean, we could just we could do a, you know, punch by punch, but... <laughs> Which I have every punch written down. I, yeah. don't, I don't have every punch written down, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Your notes aren't okay. I did too much. <laughs> <laughs> now, so they uh, they face off great battle. Uh, Bahan's trying to end Hasashi's bloodline. So there's a family feud which has been going on for a long time. By the end of this fight, Hanzo gets stabbed in the neck uh, and dies trying to get back to his kid that's crying in the house. Oh, I see what you sent there. That's my fault. I I actually typed it for some reason. B I. It is B I. Well, I think that's actually how you spell. But I'm fine, Clyde. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so as Hanzo's uh as he finally bleeds out, the the symbol on his arm, which we see, leaves his arm, he turns to ash, and then Raiden comes down and rescues his kid. So basically we get the backstory uh with this quick little uh synopsis of Yeah. The outer world versus the earth realm and outer world has won nine times in a row and if they win one more time they get to control all of earth and enslave everybody on earth you know that sounds fun you know <laughs> good luck raiden and the team right <laughs> oh yeah I'm cheering them on <laughs> right but then we go to uh cole young and he's this uh young to middle-aged MMA fighter used to be good, but not anymore. Kind of a punching bag. He, he has these like quick fights, right? That he earns two, 300 bucks for his, his managers picking on him. His wife doesn't even watch him get his ass beat anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, then we jump into the fight into the octagon and, you know, we think Cole's about to do some work at first, but really quickly, he catches an ass whooping. At first, I thought he was getting paid to get beat up, but then I realized he's just actually getting his ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets rocked, and I mean, there's no other word for it. Like he gets rocked in this match, right? It's disgusting, yeah. but it's also fun to watch. <laughs> Dude puts him like in a like figure four leg lock or something, yeah. And then he eventually has to tap out. Uh, I do like this because. You have this, you know, big ass Jax in the background. He's just kind of watching him get beat, <laughs> just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after the fight, they're kind of sitting in the gym, getting cleaned up, uh, wrapping his hands up, and all that stuff. And something important: uh, his daughter Emily gives him a bracelet that she makes for him. And Jax shows up, and he starts picking on him about getting beat up in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they discuss Cole's dragon logo on his chest and uh Jax finds out he's actually born with the logo and then we go into this whole attack from sub-zero yeah before the attack from sub-zero we get introduced to shang sun in the outworld um and as him and his team prepare for the tournament shang sun actually sends sub-zero to kill the blood of hanzo who is the uh, ancient warrior that by bihan bihan you got me saying them I got you. (laughs) Bihan kills in the beginning of the movie. So then it jumps to Cole and his family at dinner and that there's diner and they're eating ice cream. They eat their ice cream first before they even get the dinner. Super weird. But you know what? My parents never let me do that. So whatever. Um, (laughs) My mom was going to whoop my ass. Yeah. (laughs) But then as Cole and his wife go inside the diner to get their actual dinner, leave their daughter on the on the bench and everything starts snowing it's they find out that it's july (laughs) 
and the, <laughs> the, the, the ground and the table start turning, like start freezing over. And basically his family gets attacked by Sub-Zero, but Jax kind of swoops in and picks them up and saves them. Yeah. So they're driving and they're trying to get away from Sub-Zero, who is kind of like some, there's kind of like some horror elements in there as well. How he kind of like flows into the scene and flows out of the scene. Like he's literally like a, mm-hmm. like a monster, but um, he tells them some exposition that, you know, that marking is you were chosen to fight, get your family to safety. I'll take care of Sub-Zero. A lot of cool exposition in here. So they basically yeah. drop off Jax with this g- weapon <laughs> and Cole and his family take off. And yeah. this fight scene, Jax and Sub-Zero. This was a good one, too. This was a solid good one. Yeah, this was good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go at it for a little while. Yeah, not going to dive too much into this fight, but Sub-Zero wins. Straight from the trailer, guys. Leaves Jax armless. Takes both of those bad boys. Mm-hmm. Freezes them and they're gone. And this was in the trailer, but by God, man, this was this was still awesome to watch. Yeah, they believe he's dead at this point as well. Yeah. So Cole and the family get to a safe house, I assume. I mean, wasn't sure what that was. Like, to be honest, I don't know if that was their house their house I'm sure it wasn't like a hotel or nothing he just drove up to a place he was kind of like here i'm gonna go bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah leaves him there goes look for sonia he just yeah. takes the word of jacks and bells on him <laughs> <laughs> he really does he's he like, really, he's, like out. he's like baby um i'm gonna go meet this woman i have never met before yeah that's exactly what i'm gonna do <laughs> Yeah, then we get a scene at Outworld where uh, Shang Tsung is, we start to learn that he's, you know, breaking the rules and he just doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care about the Elder God's rules for the tournament and all this stuff. <laughs> he's talking to sidekick Melina. He's like, just just get it done, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, stop asking questions, just get it done. You know, That's all I'm asking here. But I like this scene because, remember, before when we saw Shang Tsung, he was like on his throne, right? Yeah. And then this time he's just walking through the desert with his click, you know what I mean? <laughs> with his whole crew. Right? Just... I think they just live in desert. Like he's <laughs> like even his throne is just outside. It really is just out there. <laughs> it's just outside. There's no there's no roofs, no nothing around there. It doesn't have anybody feeding him grapes or nothing, bro. He's just <laughs> chilling <laughs> in the desert. Like <laughs> So Shang Tsung sends uh the reptilian assassin to take out the rest of the champions. Cole finds Sonya, you know, she basically takes him down real quick and he has to show her his nipple, you know, where his, um, <laughs> his marking is, right? <laughs> he pulls down the wrong side. He's like, oh, sorry. It's on the other side. <laughs> At this point, Sonya explains a lot real quick to Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes through her and Jax are that they're special forces. Goes through the markings and how Jax got his. They were hunting a person who had superpowers. And when Jax finally took him out, he got the mark passed on to him. And they talk about Mortal Kombat. We also find out that there are a bunch of champions in the world, right? But at this point, most of them are dead because Outworlds took them all out. Damn cheaters. <laughs> we get introduced to my favorite person out of the whole movie, Kano. Josh Lawson as Kano, man. Let's talk about Kano. For a second here, man. Definitely the highlight of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the whole movie. I mean, I think they it's like they wrote the whole script just for him. Yeah. And just kind of pieced everybody else in there. <laughs> like the most fleshed out character. Mm-hmm. At this point, you kind of realize that Cole is our main character. But then we get introduced to Kano and just fabulous dude he steals it man fabulous have you <laughs> ever seen uh that actor josh lawson in anything else not that i can you know pull off the tip of my tongue all right i'm gonna hook all of our listeners up watch him in this show it is fabulous okay you want to watch josh lawson in house of lies and see okay. it's it's a showtime show and see how different he is in that show in this movie, dude has range. Mm-hmm. Fabulous actor. No, but anyway, back to back to Kano. He kicks ass in this movie, man. Yeah. And we learn more about him than like any other character in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like every scene that he's in, it's like, 
exposition Kano character building. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly what it is. Love so, it. So basically, at this point, Kano's a, a POS, right? He's a mercenary. He's a gunrunner. He's an assassin. He's an asshole. That yes, <laughs> and he got his mark in the same way Jax did. He killed killed somebody that they were hunting. We also find out Sonya doesn't have a dragon logo. She's just out there fighting people. Wherever. Hey man, she's doing God's work, man. She's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they get attacked by uh reptile. If you remember anything from the video games, their Sub-Zero was blue. Remember, we're talking about 16-bit here, guys. Yeah. Sub-Zero was blue. Scorpion was yellow. They introduced reptile. Reptile was what color? Green. Right. And badass. He also turned into a person, though. Correct. He could change. He didn't do that in this one, though. Nah, he didn't. He was just like a, a reptile. But he can lizard. He can camouflage though. Yeah, and he's got acid spit. Oh yeah, right? still got the acid spit from the video game. Yeah. Let's go. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Through this, Kano's actually been chained up this whole time. Forgot he was a prisoner of Sonya's at this point. So Reptile instead camouflages himself and he sneaks around, starts messing with them, and they start fighting. Just starts attacking them. They don't know what's going on. By the end of this fight. Good fight. Another good one. Just gonna say Kano rips his heart out. That's a big spoiler, but that's fine. Big spoiler, but. You know, I've watched this movie twice now. Was oh, yeah. really excited both times seeing that because that's his fatality <laughs> in the video games, right? Like right. that's it. Just straight into it. <laughs> We're gonna be referencing Kano through this whole movie about pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, Kano knows where Raiden's temple is, which they're all looking for because that's you know the lore. That's where the champions train. Sonya bribes him to lead her and Cole to the temple for $3 million. She doesn't have $3 million. Not a she single penny of it. He yep. doesn't know that. <laughs> she tells Cole, how do we have $3 million? Look, I live here. <laughs> Look where I live. So they take a plane, and this trip is funded by Kano, and then they skydive into the desert. And they're kind of traveling and walking around, and Kano saying he has like some tracking device or some destination thing and it's leading them <laughs> and they finally roll up on uh Liu Kang who mm-hmm. throws a fireball at Kano and come to find out that Kano was actually leading them the wrong way. So Liu Kang leads him the direct way, <laughs> the correct way into where the temple is. Mm-hmm. So they're in the, the temple now and they're seeing all the lore and all the history of the Mortal Kombat tournament and everything that, that that's happened. Sonya finds Jax alive, barely armless in the temple. Disarmed, yes. That's a word. That's a word to use. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Liu Kang says, like, you know, the monks are going through all the realms trying to figure out a way to help him and save him and get him back up and running. My man can't even eat a bowl of cereal, man. Sad. (laughs) He needs a straw. (laughs) They they all finally meet Raiden. And uh, I don't know about your first impressions of Raiden, but he's kind of a dick. A little bit. (laughs) But hear me out. Hear, hear, Hear me out here. So, like. He doesn't believe in these fighters. Nope. His team lost nine times in a row. Yeah. He Hell, doesn't have a good record. Sonya is not even a chosen fighter, right? Yeah. She doesn't have the marking. <laughs> Dude, I can, I, but I get it, though. You know, I get why he's kind of like a, uh, yeah, we're about to take an L here, guys. Yeah, yeah, this isn't <laughs> looking good. He can only use what he's got, right? Yeah. Kano got hit with the fire outside, and then... He starts mouthing off to Raiden, and Raiden hits him with lightning. <laughs> yeah, that did happen, yes. <laughs> oh, great. He came back and was like, what did I, what did I miss? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I'm saying, man, the whole movie. Yeah. That's all we're going to hear. <laughs> so at this point, uh, Sub-Zero shows up to the temple. Uh, he starts fighting with Lou. Once Lou gets put down by Sub-Zero, then we, we meet Kung Lao. Yeah, Kung Lao's a badass. Yeah, and he puts Sub Zero on his ass with his hat. (laughs) (laughs) 
still over dinner the other night, Carmen and I, uh, we sat down and I turned on the movie Speed and she was actually digging it, man. Oh, yeah. I was fully surprised. She's not really an action movie type of person, but she was entrenched in the movie. One of those big cinematic adventures that happen on on film with Keanu Reeves, you know. Movies have this ability to bring people together, to post up in the theater and enjoy an amazing cinematic adventure. Javi, what's the first big movie event that you can recall in your life? I have to say Space Cowboys. Oh man, great movie. I was like 13, 14 years old, bunch of friends going out to the gym theater and having a good time in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Mine would be 1996, Independence Day. My mom took me, my brother, all of our friends to go see this movie, right? Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum, and they're taking on aliens. And the theater was full. Everybody was there to just see this amazing movie. And we all were there and it was just enjoyable. Just one of my favorite moments, man. Yeah, movie moments, they're memorable. And everybody has their all-time favorite favorite movie moments what was yours the prestige christian bale versus hugh jackman wolverine versus batman (laughs) as magicians what hugh jackman does to ensure his magic trick works i'm not going to spoil it but mind-blowing what about you man for me it was the stay puff marshmallow man ghostbusters (laughs) love that movie (laughs) love that scene just a great scene in general (laughs) on that note we would love to engage with all you guys and talk about your favorite movie moments as well and you can find us at movie in a pod on twitter instagram and you can also find us on facebook as well yeah guys don't forget to add like and share our content we hope to hear from you all soon So there's a lot of talk back and forth here. Uh, got Raiden and his quote-unquote champions and Shang Tsung with his champions. And they're about to fight it out in the temple. About to kill everybody. And Raiden puts up a shield there around the temple to keep the people from Outworld from coming in so his champion can start training. Yeah. Which was pretty cool in itself when he uh, puts the shield up. But they're super close, right? And they're, they can literally, because it's a, you can see through the shield. Yeah. So if they wanted to, they can just kind of sit there and watch them train and be like, yep, I know all your moves, player. They, they think about that. You're right. I mean, you can only, you only do so much, I guess. If I was ready. I would have put like a, a sheet up or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> some curtains up. You know, put some curtains up around <laughs> You know, they got my man's trying to learn his uh, Akana and he can't yeah. because. We got Sub-Zero just right out there making snow cones, you know? (laughs) Nobody likes privacy around here, guys. (laughs) But now we have, uh, now that 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 shield is up, and I guess Shang Tsung and the crew just kind of walk away, go back. But Yeah, yeah. uh, training has begun. So the cool thing is Cole can fight, Kano can fight. But they can't unlock their Akana powers, right? Liu Kang and yeah. uh, Kung Lao was explaining to them that they need to have their Akana powers to go up against in this Mortal Kombat to ensure some type of victory, and that they have to do everything in their power to unlock it. And then we get our first glimpse at uh, Jax now, yeah, with his uh, his new arms. <laughs> he's like he's like the. Uh, <laughs> He's like the other version of Lieutenant Dan, right? From uh, Forrest Gump, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So he has these uh, these small little metal arms, not the ones you think of when you think of Jacks. Not at all. And he's obviously not happy with the situation. I mean, I wouldn't be either. Yeah, he was kind of pissed off. Yeah, give me some little ass hands. <laughs> all all these realms, and this is what you give him. <laughs> can't even hold a beer mug with this man what yeah. am i doing i gotta hold this thing with two hands <laughs> he's like the he's like a crab man <laughs> trying to hold the martini glass right now right? yes that's exactly what he is <laughs> glasses aren't strong <laughs> <laughs> oh man so they do so, some more training and Liu kang and kung lao is still putting cole and kano on their ass and there's some mm-hmm. funny bits about this but this is more of like a training montage for the whole thing and then kung lao actually cuts with his hat cuts cole open and cole to get it stitched he talks to Liu kang about you know how he unlocked his akana so we get a little bit of backstory about Liu kang and mm-hmm. kung lao it's kind of flimsy writing to be honest with you but they're you know they're not really brothers 
but they call each other brothers or cousins or whatever, depending on what part of the movie we're in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but they, but they grew up together, you know, raised and trained with monks and Raiden and all that stuff. So they, yeah. they, they've been boys. They've been tight for a while. I agree with everything you just said just now about, about a little bit of flimsy stories here and there. Yeah, you know, that's, we're in this movie not for the storyline. I agree. We're in it for the fatalities, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, through all this training, too, we see Jax having a hard time training with his uh, current arms. Sonya's giving a lot of moral support. I don't know what to say about it. I don't know. Just, you have to watch it. Just watch the scene. I can't, and you'll understand I can't, why we're... I can't get the Lieutenant Dan references out of my head now, though, okay? I can't. <laughs> that's I can't. what I'm saying. <laughs> Everybody will understand that once they get a glimpse of uh, of his training at this point. Him, him <laughs> at this punching bag is like the saddest thing ever. Right? Yeah, it really is. But we're laughing at it. we were the worst people. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, hold on. let me get myself together here. So they're all at dinner now. They're all sitting at a table together, and obviously Kano's being an ass. Kung Lao starts just making fun of him. Talking all this mess to him, getting him basically pissed off. Says all these things about him being a POS. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget that uh, Liu Kang joins in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he joins right in. He tries to be the good guy a little bit. Yeah. And then he calls him a a fluffy bunny (laughs) or a a mad bunny or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) That he's full of anger but practically useless. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they push him and push him and push him until he gets pissed and he shoots a laser out his eye. Yeah. Kind of an organic thing, not a machine thing like it was before, right? Yeah. So, like, in the video game, he had he had those scars, but over those scars, you know, he had that, like, metal plate covering yeah. his eye. And you thought that was, like, the electronic, like, a laser from the electronic or machine powered or yeah. something. But this is from, like... I got the power. I I guess uh, that has to fall in line with the Arcana. Yeah. Right? Kind of a organic power that you unlock at some point in your training. It's a freaking laser beam out of his eye. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> and then he starts bragging about he's the first one to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody at the table. <laughs> kind of an asshole about it, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, so good. Then we have Cole and Kano sparring and man Kano does not hold back on this kid at all man he just like I know I use the term mollywop a lot guys but like Kano is just pummeling this kid man the entire time Cole loses obviously goes and sits down looks at his phone you know misses his family and this is literally my notes Raiden tells his ass to go home <laughs> yeah, I mean, kicks him out of school, right? Goes, gets expelled. Yeah, but now well, before he do, does that, uh, Raiden tells him about all of his lineage and that he's yeah the bloodline of uh, Hanzo and you know from this great fighter and all this stuff. So yeah, then he's like, "But uh, you're not you're not good enough to yeah. be anymore. Yeah, don't let the door hit you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're back in Outworld and. uh Shang Tsung's assembling his champions, if we'll call, just call them champions. Yeah. Uh, now we got, got Sub-Zero up, Melina, Raiko, Natara, Goro, and Cabal. You you put some respect on that man's name. It's Prince Goro, okay? It is Prince Goro. <laughs> You're correct. You're right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're all there getting ready for another uh, temple assault. Or assault on the champions in general. Once again, Kano comes up because he's a POS. Yeah. Basically, Cabal's like, let me go talk to him because I know him. We we have some history, and he's the reason I have to wear this suit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward, uh, <laughs> Cabal goes and talks to Kano at the temple and bribes him. You know, he says, name your price, then double it. And double that again. Oh. Kano v- agrees very quickly to just... <laughs> Turn his back on everything he's doing. What do I need to do? <laughs> yeah. So then we flash over, and there's going to be a lot of back and forth going on through the rest of this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we got Cole and the fam at wherever they were at. 
Um, I hear some noises in the barn. Then we flash over to Kano. He is at the, the altar that's keeping the shield up, Raiden's shield over the temple. And he laserized this little jewel to shut down the shield. And then the outworld attack begins on the temple. And then we have Goro is at Cole's home in the Earth Realm. So we got Goro versus Cole and Cole's family. So it's kind of an unfair fight for Goro, Prince Goro. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Real unfair. <laughs> Yeah, then this is where all the fighting begins. They all kind of couple together, right? Lou and Cabal, Goro, Cole, Jackson, Raiko, Sonya and Melina. And they're all just going back and forth fighting. Yeah, there's some really cool fights happening. A lot of cool cut scenes going back and forth. Mm-hmm. We're, once again, we're not going to spoil this for you guys. But remember, Cole is, has not found his Akana or has not reached his inner Akana Goro is seconds away from killing his family, and dude basically turns into a Power Ranger, <laughs> right? And takes out Goro. Actually, it's funny you say that, because I think it's the actor that plays Liu Kang. I think he actually was a Power Ranger. What? The, the, re- the reboot not too long ago. Wow. Yeah, nice. Nice. Good callback. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We found out his uh, Arcana is some sort of rat armor. Looks like it starts at his bracelet that Emily gives him. Did you notice that? Through the power of love, man. Through the power of love. <laughs> this, this thing protects him. I mean, is that, is that the title? Uh, we're going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Through the, through the, no, I think we did. Which one was the last one we did? Oh, the power of friendship. Power of friendship, one of them. yeah. <laughs> So he's got this kind of armor on now, and he really starts going at Goro because Goro's attacking his family. But, you know, during that time, too, his wife also took an axe to Goro so and then hit him with a truck. So Yeah, she was not playing no yeah. games, bro. Yeah, yeah, she was messing up. She turned into <laughs> Wonder Woman right, right there. I, honestly, I think she did more damage than Cole did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, his armor is kind of like, uh, like the Black Panther suit, right? Absorbs energy and he can use it however he wants to. Now that was cool. That was super yeah. cool. And her daughter, his daughter's like, "Daddy, uppercut." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then all that, all that energy moves to his hand, to his fist when he hits Goro. That was real cool. He slices your boy up too. That's good. <laughs> so going back to the other fights that that are happening, there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all in the temple and they're fighting. Jax with his baby arms uh kind of <laughs> gets beat by the by the dude. I figured out I figured out what it was. I figured out. You said uh Lieutenant Dan arms. It's like uh when, when Deadpool loses his arms oh. and they grow back real small. <laughs> that's what it is. That's exactly that's what it is. Maybe that's why it made me laugh so much. He's got little baby <laughs> arms. Got little baby arms there. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I just had to throw that in there. So, um, no, you're good. So, <laughs> Jax gets beat. Melina's about to kill Sonya Blade and then tastes her blood and says that this is not the blood of a champion. And she kind of just morphs out of there. So, Kano, yeah. Kano kind of comes through. And he's like, I don't care. I'll whoop your ass regardless. Yeah. Starts fighting Sonya and then throws her off this cliff. She lands at this little area. And then he yeah. basically eye blasts this rock or the, the hand statue, whatever that lands on top yeah. of her. And I think uh, Jax had already is already down there. Yeah, yeah, Jax is. Ryko had done hit him with the hammer, oh, yeah. knocked him down into that little little ledge. Oh yeah. So and then there's other stuff happening. Maul is still fighting Liu Kang. This is actually really cool. Where I don't want to spoil this, but how Kung Lao has that. Lawless victory, mm-hmm. bro. Probably my favorite death of the movie. I was about to say, not going to say what happened, but definitely number one. Yes, yes. definitely number one. Yeah. And now he just kind of turns the hat around like a G. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point in time, uh, Shang Tsung's pissed off because he really liked the chick with the wings. I think he had a yeah. uh, had a thing for her or something. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on, guys, and we're trying to do our best, right? So Raiden summons Cole, who's like, I got to go back to I got to go back to the spot and help everybody out. Yeah. He goes back. Raiden Raiden explains that he's back and thanks for unlocking his Arcana. Don't forget Jax and his Arcana as well. 
Oh, yeah. Jax... Which kind of happens right before that. Yeah, Jax gets his Akana through the power of friendship. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It's true and love. It friendship was... and love. Yes, yes, yes. All of it is in this movie, guys. Kind of piecing together the, the Arcana, because that's not really explained either, right? Yeah. It's just something you get when you get to a certain point in your training, and you have the, the little dragon logo. So it's kind of like something you're flawed with in your body gets turned up to 11, right? Kind of. Kano's eye being all messed up. Yeah. And that turns into him having a laser eye. Jax has baby arms, and then his arms... <laughs> Just change into, you know, the jacks we know, right? With the big cyborg arms. And Cole just gets his ass beat all the time, so he just needed some protection. Yeah. <laughs> Does that work? Oh, yeah, he was. He turned into a punching bag, right? <laughs> he really did, yes. So he gets, the more he gets punched, the stronger he, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of Zakana. That's fine. And That's one way. Nobody else explained it, so <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, Jax gets his uh, full-sized uh, grown-up arm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's where we get in now to, to Cole and all the all the stuff from Shang, Shang Tsung. Yeah, so um, at this point, Bihan Sub-Zero sees this and is kind of pissed off. Oh, yeah. Raiden's about to take everybody out of the temple, and he's basically zapping everybody. Mm-hmm. Shang Tsung tells Bihan to stop Cole from leaving, throws a I- ice ball at him, kicks him out of the lightning portal, and then Kung Lao saves Cole. Mm-hmm. But in this very same instance, Shang Tsung takes his soul. Like, basically the best champion ch- chance that they had. Remember, they're down a man with Kano, and now they have lost their best champion. They're not doing too hot right now. Nope, nope, nope. some point... Raiden gets all of them, and they end up in the void, right? Mm-hmm. Shang Tsung can't get, them, can't get them there, and they start to devise a plan how to take out the Outworld champion. Cole gets a dagger from Raiden, which has Hanzo's blood on it, the dagger he had uh, got stabbed with by Sub-Zero at the beginning of the movie. So their plan here is to basically divide and conquer. They still gonna ha- they're gonna have a tournament, but on their terms. Yeah, because Raiden can send anybody from anywhere to anywhere in the world. And wasn't this kind of cool? Because this does take from the video game itself. Because remember, in the video game, they they had all these different levels or boards or fighting arenas that you can fight in. Mm-hmm. So this is basically that. Yeah, I love it. So you have Jax and Reiku, and they're kind of like what on this like bridge thing. Yeah. Yeah. In this sewer or dungeon or whatever the hell they are. Mm-hmm. Sonya and Kano, they're in Kano's trailer? Sonya's trailer. Sonya's trailer. Gotcha. Yeah, her her home. Ah, and then we got Cole and Liu Kang and Melania and Cabal. And they're just kind of like in this open kind of arena. Looks like they're kind of, oh, maybe even back in the temple or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's crazy, though. But a lot of fighting happening right now. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're going to leave Sub Zero to the end. They're all going to take Sub Zero on at the same exact time. Yeah, probably not a good idea, but hey, you know, you know, uh, you gotta gotta end up somewhere. You guys right? are going to be wounded from your first fights, but you know what? Whatever. I mean, you got to make it through the bracket. <laughs> you have to get to, the, you, to get to the champion, you right? Have to yes, <laughs> got to get the behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, guys, we're not going to spoil this for you, but we will say that Team Earthrealm wins the first bracket. Good fatalities. The first bracket. And there's, oh, there's so many good fatalities, man. Yeah. Right? And then we end up with Sonya beating Kano. She gets the dragon tattoo on her back. It's not on her back, guys. That's a movie reference if you didn't get it. But I like because at the end of this whole montage of fighting, Kang beats Cabal with a dope fatality. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cole is having a hard time with Melina. And then out of nowhere, Sonya just rolls up with her Akana power. She's ready to go. She's right? ready to go. Like she's been wanting this her whole I mean, life. <laughs> yeah. She just, just came to her. I don't know. So like, would, she, would <laughs> if she did have the dragon's hat, would she be the first person who would have found her Akana over Kano? She would. She'd been whooping everybody's ass. Exactly, with that thing. Good I mean, God. she came in just whooping ass. <laughs> a kind of power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, 
she also took out Kano. Yeah, true. On her own. Yeah. They were hands. Like just <laughs> Yeah. That was a fun fight, man. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was one of my uh my favorite fights. I do like fights was Kano and Sony. I do like fights where it's kinda of like close quarter combat like that. Yeah. Where you have to use like a picture frame or a plunger, <laughs> you know, know, toilet toilet, you know, know. whatever Rube's cube, whatever you can find, man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly that yeah that was my favorite my favorite fight <laughs> yeah so great fatalities where are we at i'll tell you where we're at javi okay i'm i'm go sub, ahead, bring us in sub- bring us in <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so once again earth realm one so now they have to take on sub-zero we get a mm-hmm. shot of sub-zero at cole's home or whatever that place is and abducts his family <laughs> And then we get a shot of Sub-Zero back with, back right there in front of Sonya and Liu Kang and Cole. And he has that bracelet from his daughter and it's frozen and he kind of like crushes it up, kind of moonwalks into this portal thing and (laughs) Cole follows him, right? And I appreciate your your sitting down moonwalk, by the way. It's fantastic. This is I love the uh the audio medium that we have here, but yes, yeah. I make I do I'm so animated. I do the same thing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so animated. I do the same thing sometimes and I'm like God's not even looking at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to the portal and comes back to the gym where you know he fights and with the MMA uh octagon, I guess, and he sees his Family frozen, and he starts to fight Sub Zero. So it's Cole versus Sub Zero, and mm-hmm. not not a, not a fair fight. Sub Zero's still that mm-hmm. that dude. Cole whips out that dagger. I was gonna say Sub Zero's just super excited that he gets another chance to end the Hasashi bloodline. This is all this dude that's wants his, to do. That's his life goal. That's his it. life goal. <laughs> that's it. His, since for thousands of years, that's all he's been wanting to do. For the Liu Kuei. <laughs> like he keeps repeating this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they fight, and Cole whips out that little dagger with uh, Hanzo's blood on it, gets cut open with it, and it summons Hanzo. Yeah. And though it's really tight, but then we see, get over here, you know, the famous yeah. lines from, <laughs> from Scorpion. And the it pans out. Great cinematography here. It pans out, hmm. and it's Scorpion, and he pulls Sub-Zero, and man. This is fun. Yeah, great fight as well. Yeah, a couple of details from this one that I liked. Great sword-to-sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Really appreciated that between them two. Because at that point, it really wasn't like two super-powered beings. It was just like two guys that hate each other from the beginning of time just trying to end this feud. Yeah. <laughs> we see uh, Hanzo reveal himself as Scorpion, you know, since he lived in the fires of hell. That's him now. And then that frozen blood spike. Dude, yeah. That was dope. I mean, they pulled out all the stops, right? And so what I also liked, Sub-Zero created that ice wall and then threw my man through it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that was some gangster shit right there. Yeah. (laughs) And then Scorpion was about to attack him, and then uh, Sub-Zero backs up and kind of has like that ice mold of himself. Yeah. Straight from the video game, man. Dude, I watched that like a few times because it's quick. Yeah. Like I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. The second time I was like, what? Yeah. What just happened? Then I then I had to rewind a little again. I was like, what? You know, like <laughs> 30 years later and I still do not know that how to do that move in Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? No, not at all. No clue. That's a hard one. <laughs> so we get the Hanzo and, well, excuse me, the Scorpion and Cole team up for the final battle against Sub-Zero. Final round. A lot of really cool stuff in this last little scene. Yeah. Real real quick things. At some point, Cole gets the best of Sub-Zero, and he stabs him in the chest. Yeah, that was awesome. Point in time, too, Hanzo was frozen to the to the ground. He called him Hanzo. He's a scorpion. <laughs> is uh frozen to the ground. He hits a fireball, kind of unfreezes everybody. And then we had the final scorpion and Sub-Zero fight. Uh, basically, we end up with another cool fatality where... Scorpion beats Sub Zero, and Scorpion's a badass. He definitely is a badass. <laughs> I mean, those were always my two favorites: Scorpion and Sub Zero. Yeah, 
Cole saves his family and starts to try to warm them up. Raiden and the crew pull up and Liu Kang kind of gets this fireball to warm his family up. That was kind of a <laughs> cute moment. Yeah. We come to find out that Raiden cheated a, a little bit, but it's all good because Shang Tsung's been doing that shit for nine tournaments. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then we got Shang, real quick scene, we got Shang Tsung, he pulls up, arrives, and vows an army to attack next time. And this is what we are talking about earlier. Yeah. He's talking about death is not final. And then while he's doing this long exposition, um, the body's a sub-zero. And who else evaporated or disappeared? Did you catch that? I think it's supposed to be everybody, but it was only like Goro and Sub-Zero. Okay, okay. That's the other one. I, and, I, I knew uh, it was the only... I knew it was Sub-Zero and somebody else, but I didn't know who that second person was. Yeah, I think that was kind of the tale of they're going to end up in hell, basically, like Hanzo did. Gotcha. Or wherever they go. I don't know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, then Shang Tsung, you know, he starts popping off at the mouth, and Raiden just sends his ass to Outworld. He's like, I'm tired of this, yep, bro. Raiden goes and says, you know, we have to go and assemble new champions and be prepared. So get your shit together, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we come up to the to the scene where Cole's in the gym. It's not frozen anymore, uh, however that works. Uh, he's packing up his stuff and he's talking to the gym owner. I assume that's who that was, that he's done fighting and he's going to Hollywood. <laughs> and then we get the poster of Mr. Johnny Cage. Then we get that dope end credits and the throwback 90s fight music. Yeah. Like, did you not want to get out of your seat and just start, like, <laughs> I mean, throwing some sidekicks? Mind you, <laughs> I, I didn't stretch when I did this. So when I threw mine, I'm kind of in yeah. pain right now, guys, you know? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> guys, and that's our review of Mortal Kombat. Javi, Mortal Kombat 2021. What'd you think, man? Uh, there was a lot of good and bad for me in this one. Uh, character stories were eh, right? Yeah. Except for Kano. Yeah. He's the one had he just had a great story through the whole thing. <laughs> That's it. Everybody else was really felt secondary. And it may have just been him like just stealing the show with his acting. I don't know. Yeah. The fights are real fun. I feel like we could have had a little more out of some of the characters, especially like Goro. He could have had a few fight scenes in this thing instead of just that one really short one. Everybody else was in this movie doing a whole bunch of stuff and then their biggest Strongest warrior has like very, very small screen time. He's he's a prince for crying out loud, right? Like, come on, dude. Give him more time. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think they did. Other than like Sub-Zero, all of the, the bad the Outworld champions, I think they could have did a little more with those guys. Yeah. I mean, they, they came in so fast and they were dead just as fast as they came into the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could have had a little bit more fighting. We could have had a little bit more, well, I mean, a whole lot more story to have. But it was like, okay, here we are. Now we're training a long time and we're going to fight real quick at the end of the movie. So how many buckets of popcorn do you give this movie, Javi? I'm still going to give it a four out of five buckets just because I love Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, in general, it was a good movie, but it did have its its holes. It did have its flaws, man. I gave this movie three buckets of popcorn out of five. I love the fight scenes. Yeah. I love Josh Lawson as Kano. Like, even though he's dead, 100. I hope he comes back. You know, as we learned from every movie known to man, uh, death is not final in Hollywood. Um, I don't know. I think I think Kano might be dead. Dude, Josh, Law- Josh Lawson was so good, though. He wasn't anybody special i mean he lost his mark to sonya yeah, yeah true so he did ah, man. that that's a bummer <laughs> but but no yeah, i know. like the uh i like i think the cinematography was great i also love the score if the, you heard through the score the score was that 1995 yeah. mortal Kombat. but they like added on top of it like a two 2021 version yeah yeah, yeah, good, good updated version, but still kind of kept it that classic game console style as well. Yeah, within it. Yeah, man. So, yeah, this, this gets three buckets of popcorn out of five for me. All right, definitely rewatchable. We'll probably watch it about seventeen more times, only because yeah. the fight scenes, the fatalities, are just fun.
All right, guys. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Mortal Kombat. Next week, we'll be talking about chips. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.